advice for those of you who are involved in the world of agriculture or those of you who eat this program, this hour of the program called the American Family Farmer, dedicated to those who are farmers, who are in farming, in some farming pursuit. The American culture and history of farming is our very backbone. Whether you're in the Northeast, the Southeast, the Midwest, the Northwest, the Southwest, whether you're in Hawaii or Alaska, you're affected by so many things, uh, mostly government policy, big businesses that are trying to put you out of business. So this program is aimed at helping you find solutions to the problems that beset you, befall you if you're in the farming business. But you know what? As a broader concept, it also focuses on the locavore movement. Locavore movement is aimed at, as the name suggests and implies, at uh, people who want to eat food that's grown locally. I happen to think that it's more important if it's local than whether it's organic or the all-natural things, these labels that we keep talking about and misapplying or misusing because the government has done a nice job of screwing that stuff all up. So what is it that you have for choices in your local area? Well, I'll tell you, if you live near Living Waters Farm, you have lots of choices. And I made a mistake. It's Living Water Farms, not Living Waters. Uh, Here to join us for conversation this hour of the American Family Farmers, Mark Schneider, who's a former firefighter turned full-time grower after he helped his in-laws convert their truck farming operation into Living Waters Farm. You know what I find interesting, Mark? Uh, There are not a lot of people who call what was done on the farm a truck farm. Uh, Whenever I use that with people, they say, huh, what's a truck farm? I've always (laughs) called produce farms truck farms, and you grew up in this area of the Midwest. Uh, They call them truck farms, right? Absolutely, right. Yeah, we always uh, call the the, the truck patch, you know, the the truck farm operation. Yeah, the truck farm. It's um, everybody now. You say truck farm. Wow, well, what are you talking about? So we're going to follow the pursuit of Mark uh, as someone who uh, sort of lives this, breathes it. Uh, this is an alternative. As this program, as many of you know, uh, as the program expands, we add a new station or two every week uh, to our roster. But what we're for those of you who are new, what we're interested in doing is is highlighting a problem that many American family farmers are having in growing the produce and distributing it and feeding the locavores and how that problem has been solved. So let's uh, fast backward instead of fast forward, Mark, to you becoming a firefighter. Uh, Did you grow up in an area? Tell us specifically about the atmosphere in which you grew up. You're not a farm kid. Right, yeah, you know, and and, uh, good morning, Greg. Thanks for having me here. Um, I I would start off by saying I I grew up in a kind of a small farm-type operation, and we had a little bit of ground, not much, um, and uh, a few turkey houses that we raised some poultry, um, but it was very, very small scale. I basically gave me an opportunity to grow up doing chores and and living a little bit of that lifestyle, learning some work ethic and stuff. Uh, But, um, yeah, no, I, I... didn't really expect to have an opportunity to do anything in the in the farming field full time. Uh, generally, kind of in our part of the world, um, you know, either you're, you you grow up in a in a big farm family and there's a little bit of opportunity there, or you know, there's, it's a tough field to break into just because of the cost of land and all the yep. all the upfront cost to get into farming. But um, yeah, so kind of I'd grown up. I, I enjoyed the, the fire service career and. Quite frankly, growing up in rural central Illinois, I didn't even realize there was there was much of an opportunity to do that uh, as a full-time type of uh, job or position. You mean um, firefighting or working on the farm? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, firefighting, right, right, yeah. yep. So then I uh, got, got to school down in Champaign and got a little bit more exposed to um, some of the career departments down in that area, and um, I, I really enjoyed it. So I uh, worked on a degree in that field and ended up um, getting hired on full-time by the city of Champaign for the fire department there in about uh, 2005. All right. So now you're a firefighter. Many firefighters, under the circumstance that you describe or in most general uh, arenas, the firefighter may be on duty for 100 hours a week, uh, but it's 24 hours or 48 hours on and then 24 off and 48 on and you're expect you sleep in and all of that uh, stuff you uh, you you do what's necessary uh, to uh, 
make sure the city or town you're in is protected. Uh, but the during the course of that, many people start second businesses. Some of them they can do at the firehouse. Some of them they do. There are carpenters. There are plumbers. There are stockbrokers. There. Are, I mean, I can tell you any number of people that I know who are firemen that do all kinds of things. Uh, there's one guy who was the alarm guy for my local fire department, started a business and services home fire and, and uh, uh, what do you call it, protection alarms. That's what he does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. So in this circumstance, I could see where someone who could be, who was a firefighter, could also be a farmer. You couldn't be a full-time farmer. You need to be working with somebody else. But does that play into what happened with you and these people, your cousins, Kevin and Denise, who are these people? Yeah, no, so Kevin and Denise would be my in-laws, my wife's parents. Wife. And, uh, yeah, no, that's that's, a, that's exactly how it went down. Um, we, we would work there at Champagne. We worked a 24-hour shift where we would eat there, sleep there, um, you know, live there at the fire station for 24 hours on call the entire time. Uh, and then when we got off shift, we would be off for 48 hours. And mm-hmm. so um, my wife's parents and my wife had kind of grown up doing this truck patch farming, selling farmer's markets on a small scale. Um, and so we, you know, basically once we were married, we kind of started doing that a little bit as well. <clears throat> there was a local group of farms in our area, um, that, that started an organization called Stewards of the Land, and it's basically a farming co-op. Um, as, as that group, we started supplying, you know, aggregated products to some restaurants in Chicago, uh, namely Rick Bayless at Frontera Grill. Um, and, um, so we were doing it just on a, on a small scale in the garden and, and kind of thinking, all right, you know, I've got a couple of days off after every shift, you know, how could we do this a little bit more year round and, and, uh, you know, provide a little bit more opportunity here. So. Yeah. What a great story. Now you can go online to livingwaterfarms.com. I'm finding it fascinating to read the story of the family and how all of this uh, came together. Mark Schneider, uh, is now the president of this farming operation, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that right? You're sort of the chief <laughs> cook and bottle washer. Yeah, I think my business, right, exactly. My, I think my business card says, you know, farmer and, and owner, partner, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, we, we do it all, right? Yeah. All right. So if this is a situation that makes sense to you, listen up as we continue our conversation. I'm Doug Steffen on the American Family Farmer at 14 past the hour. Have you heard? Proactive Plus is faster and better than ever. Stay tuned for a million bottle giveaway and you'll also receive free shipping. Do you have troubled skin? Acne? Well, we have great news. With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Don't miss this limited time offer. Give us a call at 800-393-6139 because we're going to let a million people try Proactive Plus risk-free and get two free gifts and also receive free shipping when you call right now. You heard it. This offer won't last long. So call Proactive Plus now and you'll receive a 60-day risk-free trial of Proactive Plus, two free extras, and free shipping. Call 800-393-6139. This is our exclusive radio offer, never on TV. Get your risk-free 60-day trial of Proactive Plus with free shipping. That's right, free shipping. Don't wait. Call 800-393-6139. That's 800-393-6139. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, I need back-to-school supplies for my son. Well, Staples has everything you need at low prices every day. He needs folders, binders, a backpack. Sounds like quite the little organizer. No, he's quite the little loser. Come again? He loses papers, homework, you name it, he loses it. Ah, that kind of loser. Oh, yeah. Got it. Back-to-school supplies are back for more. Staples has everything you need for back-to-school at low prices every day. Like a four-pack of 3M Post-its for just $3. Staples, make more happen. While supplies last, ends 917, limit 30, and store 10 online. We are a nation of overachievers. We didn't just invent the TV. We jumbo-sized it and hung it in a football stadium. Now you can watch football while you're watching football. So why have we settled for mints that cover up bad breath instead of getting rid of it? We deserve better, like Breath Savers. It's a high-def Hail Mary catch of a mint with Nutrizin, which is scientifically proven to neutralize bad breath. Breath Savers, it's the overachieving mint. Burger King presents Breakfast Stories. Today's story, Marty and the two for $4 croissantwich. Yeah, I go to Burger King. They got that uh, croissantwich deal, two for $4. It's wicked good with the sausage, dude. And two for $4, that is a huge bargain. 
Huge. <laughs> well said, Marty. Tasty, savory, sausage on a flaky croissant. Hey, this is not breakfast. This is a Burger King breakfast. Get two croissant sandwiches now for just $4. Only a Burger King. Price participation fair. Hey, guys. Ready to start your semester? Thought so. But don't worry. We've got you covered at JCPenney. Hurry in and find Guys Levi's 511 Slim Fit Jeans for only $39.99. That's the lowest price you'll see all season. Or come in for JCPenney's Super Saturday sale and get $10 off when you spend $25 or more with coupon on select items. Create a look that will make you stand out the whole semester. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Bell at 810 to Levi's and some other exclusions apply. Check jcp.com or your newspaper for coupon and details. Season refers to the time period from 810 to 9-5. 17 after the hour, the American Family Farmer, the good day American Family Farmer, focusing on the plight, the problems of uh, smaller or medium-sized farms and what these families, for the most part, are doing to save the farm, make something out of it, make something fabulous out of it. And I think if you visit the website for Living Water Farms at livingwaterfarms.com, you can see how this whole thing has uh, played out. So the Kilgus family, your wife's family, and you and members of your extended family are all working on the farm now. Is that is that really how it's come together? Yep, exactly. Yeah, so there's uh, about a year or so after we built the greenhouse and formally started Living Water Farms as an organization. Uh, my brother then uh, joined joined us as well. He's a he's a uh, an accountant, a CPA. So he kind of brought some some strength to the financial side of the team and um, and and also some day to day management with us as well. So he jumped in full time about the time I ended up leaving the fire department to jump in. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife's family are very involved. The greenhouse is actually located behind their house uh, so a number of her younger brothers and sisters are still you know working there in the greenhouse and helping out uh, her sister brooke kind of run their office on, a, on an everyday basis too so. all right so if i have to understand if you go to the website look at living waters farm there is a picture of the greenhouse there are you still running yeah. the truck farm in addition to what goes on in the greenhouse because it would seem to make nothing but sense to put all of that stuff together yeah, right. And, you know, uh, honestly, yeah, we don't do too much in, in the truck patch anymore, the truck farm. Uh, most of it is, is out of the greenhouse just because it's been a full-time focus just to keep that um, working well and smooth and, and uh, to, to grow, you know, keep that operation full and, and uh, keep everything moved out to customers. So, yeah, we pretty much focus on it. everything we grow at this point is growing in our greenhouse. Is it what's in – this is – by the way, if you didn't get the gist of this from uh, the name Living Waters Farm, this is a hydroponic farm. Uh, this is and and maybe yeah, what well, we need to do is is differentiate between aqua and hydra when it comes to aquaponics versus hydroponics. Uh, that's something that's an interesting distinction between the two. You want to spend thirty seconds explaining it? Sure, sure. And uh, and I'll even throw one more at you. I, I really consider us a hybrid hydroponic operation. Really? Um, when I say a hybrid, we we still grow in soil cubes. Um, mm-hmm. So most or most hydroponic growers would grow in an inorganic media like a peat, uh, or I'm sorry, like a um, uh, jiffy or a um, uh, rock wool cube, coconut core, something like that. Uh, uh-huh. So we actually, we, we prefer to use a peat-based, uh, soil-based material. Uh, so we're a little bit unique that way, but we do, we do uh, dissolve some nutrients in our water and circulate mm-hmm. that through our system like a traditional hydroponic grower. Yep. Uh, what, what hydroponic just means is your nutrients are dissolved in your water. Okay. Um, now gonna, let me just hold, I'm going to hold you there. Nutrients in the water. That's the interesting distinction. All right, we continue in a matter of moments on the American Family Farmer. two kinds of people in this world, the haves and the have-dones. The haves install waterfalls in their living rooms. The have-dones enjoy local water parks and hundreds of other weekend activities. Mini golf? Think Groupon. Museums? Think Groupon. Summer fun for the family? Download the Groupon app and use code WELCOME and get $10 off your first Groupon deal of $25 or more. Restrictions apply. See Groupon.com slash radio for details. Because if you're going to own something, own the experience. Groupon. 
Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, I need back-to-school supplies for my son. Well, Staples has everything you need at low prices every day. He needs folders, binders, a backpack. Sounds like quite the little organizer. No, he's quite the little loser. Come again? He loses papers, homework, you name it, he loses it. Ah, that kind of loser. Oh, yeah. Got it. Back-to-school supplies are back for more. Staples has everything you need for back-to-school at low prices every day. Like a four-pack of 3M Post-its for just $3. Staples, make more happen. While supplies last, ends 917, limit 30, in store 10 online. In one minute, we can help make your life a little better. This is Doing What Works with host Maureen Anderson. Life is full of problems. Executive coach Marshall Goldsmith hopes you'll focus on a problem you're eager to solve. I don't tell you who you want to be. The goal is to help you become the person you want to be. Our mission in life is to make a positive difference, not to prove how smart we are. So you have to ask yourself, am I going to make a positive difference? If you are, go for it. And if you're not, why are you dealing with it? Most of our lives are wasted on things where we're not going to make a difference anyway. Put your energy into something you can do something about, not something you cannot do something about. Maureen's no dummy, and neither are her guests on doing what works. It's her goal to find people who are energetic, fun, and who know how to provide answers to life's problem areas. We're glad you could join us today. We have more of Doing What Works online at MaureenAnderson.com. Twenty-three after the hour. I'm Doug Steffen. This is the Good Day American Family Farmer. We have with us Mark Schneider, uh, who is the president and CEO of Living Water Farms uh, in uh, the Champaign-Urbana area of of uh, Illinois. A big family, lots of opportunity, kind of a fun thing. Uh, but it had to have also taken a financial commitment here. Somebody had to pay for that greenhouse. <laughs> so yeah, right, right. those things are not cheap to put up. I know because I've done a couple of them. What the heck? How sure. did you put all that together? Yeah, you know, so um, we, we used a fairly conventional financing uh, to, to build the greenhouse initially and kind of get started. Um, worked with our, our local bank, and, and, you know, the timing turned out to be just about right. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we built the greenhouse in about 2008, right before kind of that credit crunch hit. And, um, frankly, we, you know, we've been told since, you know, in the next probably two or three years after everything really tightened up that um, we probably wouldn't have been able to get the financing then that we were able to, to secure initially. Uh, right. But uh, fortunately for us, we, we beat that. We were already had the building up and, and were in operation before some of that kind of came down. But uh, yeah, no, there was, there was, it was a, um, there, there was certainly an investment. And part of that was why I ended up leaving the fire department to jump in full time is we had put a lot of money into this, you know, to get it started and get it off mm-hmm. the ground. And it was, it was struggling a little bit early on to, you know, you, you mentioned those challenges that, that small farms face, and, you know, there, we, we had to overcome a number of those. And um, so we realized that we just needed to put more focus into the greenhouse and into, into the business than what was really possible to do kind of as a sideline. So, uh, you know, that's why we jumped in and uh, made a go of it as a full-time venture. All right. So you borrow the money. You have land, so you can pledge the land. If um, I'm guessing that right, probably right. Uh, the Kilgus family owned the land outright. That's the... Most of the older Correct. farmers don't have any mortgages, so you can use that uh, to help pay for stuff, uh, at least when you come to building yep. the buildings. Now, uh, the next challenge is to uh, take the money that you either have, you're making, selling the products that you have to expand the markets. So do you go to the bank sure. and say, we need to borrow more money because we got to have more greenhouse space because we have X number of uh, clients and they're paying us X amount? Or they just look at your statement and say, yeah, you guys are doing great. I'll give you some more money. How does that? How are you putting all that together? Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's just always uh, nobody uh, always is just looking to throw money at you necessarily. So that's no. always one of the challenges is, <laughs> uh, you know, to, to finance growth, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, there, there's a number of different 
different avenues out there. And, um, you know, I, I actually spent six months as a, one of the inaugural, inaugural fellows of the Good Food Business Accelerator Program located in downtown Chicago. Um, and it's a business accelerator focused on, on food businesses, um, local food businesses, and how to promote, scale up, and, and help grow them. Um, and, you know, through that, I was exposed to a lot of venture capital money. We, we've not gone that route just because there's a lot of strings attached in, in yeah. that market. But there, there's, quite frankly, there's a lot of money in that market there, too. Um, a lot of people, there's a lot of interest in, in the local food movement. And so, uh, but, but one thing that was really helpful to us early on is uh, the USDA has a value-added producer grant. And so if there's any other small farmers out there, um, definitely take a look at this grant. It's, a, it's an extremely valuable grant. Um, and we were able to procure a $300,000 grant with the USDA um, early on in our operation that really helped us kind of scale up, take it to the next level, promote our, our marketing, and, and develop some, some promotional materials, and really just kind of help build that, that foundation that we needed to, to, to expand off of. Mm-hmm. So you have a healthy relationship. Uh, will you spend a minute talking about the Good Food Accelerator Project? I wonder if other cities, major cities that have farms in the outskirts, they're bringing produce in to sell it. I wonder if other cities have the same sort of thing. Yeah, there, there may be. I think this is uh, one of the one of the first business accelerators in the country that was focused on on uh, the food industry, and particularly when they call it, you know, the good food business accelerator. So mm-hmm. focused on on local, sustainable type of operations. Um, and this was this was put together by uh, FamilyFarm.org. Uh, Jim Slama, who's a, a real promoter of, of the small family farm and, and advocate for that. Right. Um, and this was located at 1871, which is kind of a hub of, of uh, entrepreneurship and innovation there in downtown Chicago at the, the Merchandise Mart right off of uh, Wacker Drive area. And um, basically this accelerator, uh, we, we met once a week all day, and was it really helped us connect us to, I mean, there were a number of different um, I guess mentors that yeah. were involved in the program that would come in and talk to the group on everything from, you know, financing to marketing to, uh, you know, just the whole array of, of, of business, um, you know, kind of needs and just, uh, you know, as well as throughout the course of the program, we developed a really solid um, business plan, you know, looking yeah. at how we could expand and where we could go from kind of where we were. So it was, right, it was an extremely valuable experience. Let's hold that thought. We continue on the American Family Farmer. If you run a business, plumbing, HVAC, or construction, you know that some bands are too small, others too big. That's where the Mercedes-Benz Metris comes in. With unmatched safety features, a 2,500 two-pound payload, and enough cargo space to hold over 60 sheets of 4x8 drywall, it's big enough for the job. Yet it's small enough to fit in your garage. It has a service interval of up to 15,000 miles and the highest residual value in its class, according to ALG. During the Metris Summer Savings Event, save $3,000 on all 2016 Mercedes-Benz Metris models. Mercedes-Benz. Vans born to run. Offer founded only to qualified customers for purchase or lease of eligible 2016 Mercedes-Benz Metris fans. Cashback only available on the purchase or lease of a 2016 Metris van from new dealer stock. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz Vans dealer or mbvans.com website for full offer details. Offer ends August 31st, 2016. Looking to become an owner? Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. Oh. See? It's soft. Smooth ends, no flyaways, shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon, only from John Frieda. This report is brought to you by Pilot Pen. Up to 43% of U.S. students face bullying and cyberbullying while in school, and 6 out of 10 teenagers witness bullying in schools once a day. The statistics are alarming, which makes it even more important to help erase this issue in our schools. Pilot Pen is partnering with Stomp Out Bullying, the leading national bullying prevention organization, to help raise awareness and erase bullying for good. Greta Monahan, lifestyle expert, TLC star, mother. 
It's vital that you pay attention and ask questions if something seems to be wrong with your child. We need to empower children to stand up for themselves and others when they witness bullying and monitor your child's online activity in a way that will help you recognize and address signs of cyberbullying. Pilot wants to make sure that students have the best tools and are primed for learning this year. Pilot's Frixie and Clicker Erasable Pen has revolutionary ink formulated to write smoothly and erase cleanly, helping to reduce back-to-school stress. For more, visit HelpErasebullying.com. Hey, it's Alan Taylor here. I want to tell you about a brand-new video series I'm co-hosting with my buddy Scott Duffy. It's called Business and Burgers, presented by Microsoft. The show travels across the United States, and we're in search of the best burger in America and a side of great business advice, too. Business, sports, celebrities, and food collide in an interview-style format with noteworthy entrepreneur guests sharing the secret sauce that it took to build prosperous, game-changing companies. Follow us online on YouTube, social media, and at businessandburgers.com. Go check out our new video. It's up right now. On the track, even one-hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street-legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro-evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. The Covercraft products you know and trust are now available directly to you at Covercraft.com. You'll find custom car covers manufactured with high-performance fabrics, Carhartt seat covers in new Realtree camo patterns, dash mat dashboard covers, Colgan custom bras, specialty protection products from K9 covers, and a whole bunch more. Be sure to use the code DRIVE at checkout to receive free shipping in the continental U.S. Get protection for whatever you drive at Covercraft.com. Hiring people is probably the worst part of my job. It's such a hassle, the searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to 100 plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I like them, thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 100-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash radio offer. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio offer. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio offer. the hour on the uh, Good Day American Family Farmer. I'm Doug Steffen introducing you to Mark Schneider, who has done a yeoman's job putting together or working with his extended family, his wife's side and his side to uh, create something at Living Water Farms. Check out livingwaterfarms.com and see what they are doing there. This may be the exact thing that you were looking for. I'm very interested in, as you know, the the whole fiber of this program is about helping people come up with ideas uh, to make their farm much better. Uh, they are uh, growing specialty greens, uh, and they're distributing these sorts of things around. What else actually are you growing, Mark? Give us the uh, whole – this is – and by the way, when you do this, you've got a year-round – you've got year-round crop and you have year-round customers, which sometimes – is a problem, obviously, if you have a, in Illinois and most of the northern climes, you got a six, seven-month growing period if you're outside. Uh, so um, how did you decide what you're going to grow uh, and what are you doing? And, and obviously the marketplace has told you what it likes. So um, because you can uh, grow almost anything in this circumstance, anything you can grow outside, you can grow inside. So how have you decided what to pursue? 
Yeah, sure. No, it's in, um, you know, like you said, with being that there's a, a fairly narrow seasonality to being able to grow in the field, that's why we decided to go the route of a greenhouse. And, um, you know, really there's a lot of trial and error. We, we grew everything initially from um, literally growing green beans in the greenhouse to cucumbers, tomatoes, you know, lettuce greens, microgreens, um, kind of the whole gamut of, uh, you know, we, we had little uh, little melons that we were growing on, on that you know, trellis vines in the greenhouse. So we kind of, we tried everything. Uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, both where, where we felt the market was going with our particular customer base and what worked well for us uh, was growing, you know, faster turning crops like salad greens. So ultimately, we kind of focused really on on everything to do with specialty salad greens, microgreens. You know, we grow a lot of arugula. We, we grow kale, uh, mustard greens, uh, so a few different herbs, but uh, you know, the main herb there is basil, uh, some basil. And but uh, for the most part, yeah, we kind of we found our niche to be uh, everything in the greens category, and that's where we focus today. So um, you know, a lot of the specialty greens, pea tendrils, snow pea shoots, things like that, wheatgrass for juicing, uh, kind of everything in that category is what we try to grow. All right, so let's talk about your philosophy. Of growing, you said earlier as we were defining hydra versus aqua uh, in the hydroponic sure. growing, nutrients dissolve in the water. Uh, aquaponic uh, sometimes the nutrients come from the water. I'm reminded of how some mm-hmm. things grow. They put fish into some of the aquaponic uh, uh, situations, sure. right? And then the the fish poop is what uh, feeds the new. The whatever the tomatoes or whatever the heck it is that you're growing, right? Sure, yep, absolutely. Yeah, I. By the way, um, I have in my own bag. I'm a dairy guy, uh, so it it doesn't mm-hmm. these things. Um, I'm not firsthand um, connected to, but I know in my area next door to me and up the street to me, I have a couple of truck farms, a couple of produce farms. One of them is organic. One of them is standard, and a fellow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a the standard farm uh, has started growing tomatoes uh, using uh, aquaponics and he puts them out early uh, and he starts them in his greenhouse and then he puts them out once things won't freeze he puts them in the water and the tomatoes are terrific they seem in some ways more pure I don't know whether I mean <clears throat> there seem to be fewer uh, ugly fruits is that uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what people now we have this ugly fruit movement, or ugly uh, plant, ugly <laughs> produce movement. <clears throat> so, do you find that using uh, the uh, the water to grow makes the uh, plants more perfect? If that's the right way of putting it, you know, I, I don't I don't know about necessarily more perfect. I mean, I think the the fact that we can control the environment uh, to some extent is mm-hmm. probably the, the the biggest factor in being able to optimize the growing conditions. Um, so, you know, even when we're growing through the middle of the winter, um, you can literally walk into the greenhouse on a day when it's just about zero degrees and just blowing icy snow, and you walk into the greenhouse and it's warm and humid and, and the lights are all on and the plants are still growing, you know, like it's, you know, mid-May, uh, you know. So, right. um, I, you know, I think the biggest the biggest advantage is being able to control the environment. And, again, I said to some extent we, we can't, uh, can't really replicate what the sun can do even with artificial lighting. So... Uh, you know, we, we like to see the sun even in the winter there. But, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest factor. And I think for, like, on the tomato side, uh, varietal is a big part of that. So what, what variety of tomato you're growing is going to uh, have a big impact on, you know, the uniformity of the fruit and, the, you know, how, how nice it looks. But, yeah, certainly the, the more you can control the conditions, the, the more uniform and the, the nicer-looking product you can end up with, I think, for sure. So you don't use any chemicals, don't use any pesticides, but you don't really need them. If you control the atmosphere, this is no news for people who have the kind of greenhouse circumstances that you do because you control the environment. It's not going to be buggy in there, and so you're not going to likely need uh, to use some of the things that people who are growing outside have to have, right, or think they have to have. Right. No, correct. And, um, you know, we, we all the air that gets drawn into our greenhouse through our vent door is screened down to the anti-thrip level. Um, so we literally have, uh, you know, insect screening that, that uh, filters the air coming in. So we eliminate uh, virtually all the insects coming into the greenhouse. I and mean, we'll occasionally they'll, they'll come in on somebody's clothes or, you know, find a way in somewhere or another. But, um, you know, we, we use only organically approved controls. 
uh, for all of our uh, you know, insect or disease management inside the greenhouse, uh, allowing us to you know, call ourselves chemical and pesticide free, which is the type of methodology we employ. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have uh, have you expanded to the one hundred and seventy thousand square foot building yet? Are you building it, or are no, you already? There? Yeah, that's that's underway. That's that's a project that's in the works right now. We're hoping to maybe be in construction in the spring. And uh, it's interesting you mentioned the dairy farm. We're actually looking at teaming up with a, a cattle operation. Um, they've got an on on farm biodigester, one of the largest on farm biodigesters in the country, I believe. Right. And they're biodigesting or anaerobic digesting the, the waste from the cattle there. Uh, which results in a, in a tremendous amount of waste heat that's uh, left from the from the generators that are producing electricity there. So we're looking to team up with them, capture that waste heat from those generators, and use it to heat the greenhouse for uh, very low cost. So yeah, that's kind of in the works right now. So that sort of flows into your waste not want not principle, which I want you to explain uh, to us in a moment. What happens to the food that they grow at Living Waters Farms? That isn't sold. That story up next here. Doug Steffen at 42 past the hour on the American Family Farmer. I have to get to sleep. Tom had a stressful day, and now he can't shut down at bedtime. Need sleep. To fall asleep fast, millions of people turn to Unisom Sleep Gels. They're non-habit-forming and quickly help you sleep soundly so you wake recharged. Mm. Tom? Unisom Sleep Gels. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed. Active ingredient diphenhydramine hydrochloride. We are a nation of overachievers. We didn't just invent the TV. We jumbo-sized it and hung it in a football stadium. Now you can watch football while you're watching football. So why have we settled for mints that cover up bad breath instead of getting rid of it? We deserve better, like Breath Savers. It's a high-def Hail Mary catch of a mint with Nutrizin, which is scientifically proven to neutralize bad breath. Breath Savers, it's the overachieving mint. Are you worried your pet might come down with Zika? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, which tracks the spread of Zika around the world, says you don't have to be. I'm Risa Jill Miller. Captain Jennifer McQuiston, Deputy Director in the CDC's Division of High-Consequence Pathogens and Pathology Science, has the latest update on pets in Zika. Even though there have been lots of human cases of Zika, there haven't been any reports of pets becoming sick with the virus. That's great news for animal lovers everywhere. Zika is just one of the topics on the agenda at the American Veterinary Medical Association Annual Convention, August 5th through 9th in San Antonio, Texas. Dr. Joe Canarni, the AVMA's outgoing president. Veterinary education sessions cover everything from pain management and stress-free vet visits to disaster response and military working dogs. There are also sessions on veterinary care for horses, production animals, and chickens. Visit avma.org to learn more. If you are interested in managing your high blood pressure without medication, I've got some exciting news about an effective non-drug treatment called the Zona Plus. Zona Plus Safe Easy lowers your blood pressure 10% or more naturally. It's so effective it works for 9 out of 10 people. The Zona Plus is a high-tech smart device that guides you through a patented therapy that's personalized to your unique physiology. Use it once a day for 12 minutes. At least 22 clinical studies confirm regular use can result in an average decrease in blood pressure of 10% or more in just four to six weeks. No side effects. Try it risk-free. Try the Zona Plus now by calling 866-669-9662. That's 866-669-9662. The company is offering you a special savings of $50 and free shipping. That's 866 866- Six six nine nine six six two, or go to Zona.com and tell them you're listening to Good Day. This is a Butterfinger peanut butter cup. It's a bit of a square, uh, which is not to say it sits at home practicing the clarinet. This is a Butterfinger peanut butter cup. It's square on the outside and bold on the inside. A cup that dares to mix crunchy bits of Butterfinger right into its creamy, smooth, peanut buttery goodness. A cup that grabs life by the wrapper and says, yeah, life, give me more of your crispity, crunchity Butterfinger bits. Smooth and crunchy Butterfinger peanut butter cups. Bolder than bold. All right, here we are at uh, 46 past the hour. A few more minutes with Mark Snyder from Living, Living Waters Farm. You know that I'm a dairy farmer. You know that I'm a broadcaster. You know I have patience uh, for people who are trying to help themselves. I also have a great deal of passion 
uh, for what's going on in the American family farm community, uh, and thus the whole idea of this program, putting together uh, a lot of information from farms that are successful, maybe some ideas here that will help you uh, keep things alive. There are all kinds of different elements. We all know we live in different uh, circumstances. Imagine that you're a farmer, Mark, up in Alaska where they're having a drought that's as bad as what we're having here through the Midwest and through the East uh, and trying to survive in an area where you maybe get three to four months a year growing. And, you know, you hear this story and think, oh, this is in the major cities in Alaska, like major cities anywhere. They can use exactly what you do. You found a market. There is a market there. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, that's sort of not a rhetorical question. It's just a statement. Um, you were talking about using things that were in excess from the dairy farmer. What happens? You've got a waste-not-want-not principle. So what happens to the food that you grow that you can't sell? Sure. And, and that's, uh, you know, you can never predict exactly what your orders are going to be on a weekly basis. So we've always got a little bit extra. Um, we teamed up with uh, an organization called Midwest Food Bank, who is a, um, a not-for-profit in our area that uh, aggregates uh, donations of, in both food and other categories of, of uh, products that can, they can then distribute to shelters and kitchens and food banks throughout the Midwest. Um, so, yeah, every, everything that we aren't able to use uh, goes to them, and they send it out to a number of different pantries and shelters that uh, they, they, they basically told us, you know, they, it's, it's not a problem for them to get a hold of, you know, a whole, a whole truckload of M&Ms that had, a, you know, the, the shell miscoded or something. So they yeah. get that kind of thing all the time. But they said fresh produce is almost never available to them. So when they when they drop off our fresh greens at pantries and, and kitchens and places like that, they said the people absolutely love it. So mm-hmm. we're happy to be able to have a good place to go with, with all the extra that we have on a weekly basis. Yeah. I wonder also about uh, the FFA or 4-H or whatever in your area. Do they embrace the kind of operation? They embrace traditional farms. Uh, this is a surviving farm. Are you being lauded, praised, encouraged uh, by people, and are they giving you support to send your youngsters to explain what's going on at the uh, FFA or 4-H or whatever? Yeah, they do. And actually, we've got our, our local high school has a uh, an actual greenhouse management, uh, kind of a short course in the FSA program, or and it's actually through the high school there. But um, just about every semester, they'll bring their class out for the greenhouse management class and do a tour of the greenhouse, and we talk about all the intricacies of you know humidity management, ventilation, and everything that goes along with operating a greenhouse. So um, you know that's exciting to to see young kids being exposed to alternative you know, farming opportunities. Mm-hmm. So what other things could you do? we got about actually less than a minute left. Uh, things that you want to do beside expand you in terms of the physical plant, what else do you want to do? Well, no, that's right. I appreciate that because uh, one of the things we're working on right now that's really exciting is we're partnering up with other farms in our area uh, to create a new kind of a new, it's actually going to be a new company that's going to be focused on helping solve some of the logistical challenges. So kind of co-selling, co-marketing, co-branding, still keeping mm-hmm. the farm identity on the packaging. But, yeah, trying to promote um, the, the availability of small farms to get to market. But those are some right. of the challenges that small farms have is finding those markets and then getting products there. And so through aggregation and working together, we think we can help solve some of those problems. Congratulations to Mark Schneider and all the people in the various families putting together and making successful the Living Water Farms, livingwaterfarms.com. No matter what kind of allergy day you're having, relief can be yours with Nasacort Allergy 24-Hour. Its prescription-strength medicine effectively relieves your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, for 24 hours. <sighs> Nasacort has no harsh taste, is non-drowsy and non-addictive. Unlike Flonase, Nasacort is scent and alcohol-free. For effective nasal allergy relief, choose Nasacort. It's guaranteed relief or your money back. Details at nasacort.com. Use as directed. 
Cancer is the number one cause of death by disease for children in the U.S. today. Since the Austin Hatcher Foundation's birth in 2006, it has grown to provide unique programs to help the children and the families affected by pediatric cancer. Support begins at the time of diagnosis and continues throughout survivorship at no cost to families. Lives touched by the foundation continue to rise each day. But we need your help. Donate, volunteer, or partner with the Austin Hatcher Foundation. Learn how you can get involved. Visit HatcherFoundation.org for more information. Let's say you want to make a DIY repair on your vehicle. Where do you go? Where do you turn for advice? Alan Taylor here. If you're considering free online repair advice, you might want to consider the source. Instead of putting your vehicle at risk, rely on accurate, complete guidance from start to finish with the experts at Haynes. Every Haynes manual is based on a complete teardown and rebuild of the vehicle. They learn the best ways to do the job and make it easier and cheaper for you. Available at most auto part retailers or at Haynes.com. Jim Pee Wee Martin was in the Battle of the Bulge and describes the terrible conditions he and his few paratroopers faced. You know, when you're really cold, you shiver to keep warm. We had so little food, not enough energy, and we quit shivering. That means you're really in bad shape. The doctors couldn't understand how we survived. The American Veterans Center protects the legacy and honors the sacrifice of America's veterans, but it's up to you to keep their story alive. To hear the rest of Pee Wee's story, go to AmericanVeteransCenter.org. That's AmericanVeteransCenter.org. Are you worried your pet might come down with Zika? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, which tracks the spread of Zika around the world, says you don't have to be. I'm Risa Jill Miller. Captain Jennifer McQuiston, Deputy Director in the CDC's Division of High-Consequence Pathogens and Pathology Science, has the latest update on pets and Zika. Even though there have been lots of human cases of Zika, there haven't been any reports of pets becoming sick with the virus. That's great news for animal lovers everywhere. Zika is just one of the topics on the agenda at the American Veterinary Medical Association Annual Convention, August 5th through 9th in San Antonio, Texas. Dr. Joe Canarni, the AVMA's outgoing president. Veterinary education sessions cover everything from pain management and stress-free vet visits to disaster response and military working dogs. There are also sessions on veterinary care for horses, production animals, and chickens. Visit avma.org to learn more. Fifty-three after the hour now. The American Family Farmer. I'm Doug Steffen with this week's comment. As you know, I'm a dairy guy. I'm not a produce guy. And it happens that much of what we talk about here in the American Family Farmer does uh, focus on the the fate, if you will, of the produce people. Uh, What a great story we've heard in this hour. But there are other great stories, not as many of them, uh, in the milk area, uh, because of the realities of uh, the economy of scale, if you will, uh, and to sort of hammer that home, uh, I have noticed that the largest milk plant, in fact, the only remaining milk plant, milk processing plant in New York City, is going to lay off 273 workers as the plant goes out of business. October 30th, they go away. Elmhurst Dairy, the last running milk processing plant, uh, is going to cease operations. Uh, It's been a symbol. Whenever you go to New York City, you go into a convenience store, you go to a grocery store, what you see is the logo for Elmhurst Dairy. It has been as apple as the big apple is there. Grocery stores... They've been in business for 93 years, uh, but they can't keep it going. A big money loser. Plant is closing because the market for conventional milk is is uh, smaller. They operate at a loss, and they can't keep doing that. The uh, farm, uh, under the circumstance, the people running it thought this was the time to close and redo what they're doing at the plant. The company's CEO said the decision follows a lot of years of trying to make the operation profitable in a very difficult market. Very expensive to have the uh, employees that they have, 273 of them. Imagine what the atmosphere is in working in New York City to have some kind of 
uh, what is a legitimate farm operation in uh, the middle of the city. The fellow who owns it said his family was dedicated to trying to keep the plant open past the years that it was viable because it was the wishes of the founder and father, Max Schwartz, that future generations of the family continue to run the business. So the family did, but it can't continue without uh, everybody in the family going out of business. So over the next 90 days, all the plant's employees will be laid off, and many of them have been there for 30, 40, some 50 years working in this milk plant. That's what happens when people get into this sort of farming mode. You get into whether you're in the big city or the small towns, you get into your blood. So you can imagine uh, that people are, uh, they don't even know how to deal with it. Here's a story of a guy who is a second-generation milkman. He worked at the plant with his wife and has been there for the past four years after they stopped the milk route. The people that are in there don't know what they're going to do, and that's understanding. Understandable. You have jobs doing other things. Uh, but most of the people who work in these circumstances think it'll go on forever. They don't know the family business. I had to stop doing what I was doing because it's just crazy expensive. And when you get to the last penny, you got to do something. Now, there are people in there who say they pulled a plug out from underneath us. Um, I'm not sure that that's the... Uh, that, I mean, I understand people who are not paying attention who may uh, not be that well-informed or worldly as to what's going on. Um, but this outfit's been running on empty for years. And whether they covered it up and didn't let people know there what the plight was, um, this is... Uh, some people are going down. I noticed the story of one guy who's got a job working at a plant down in North Carolina. Um, the um, Briar Farms people... Uh, we're also a part of this. They went bankrupt, what, about four years ago, I think. Um, and because of the amount of milk they were supplying to Briars, uh, the amount that they were able to sell them was cut in half. So that was right. Even if you're losing money on a smaller side of the business, like bottling and distributing in the city, the clients like Briars would keep everything going. But now that stopped. Uh, the, um, they, you know, you know, there'll be something else that'll show up on the property, but are they going to keep produce, you know, in there? Are they going to work in the milk? No, they're not going to do that. So where will the milk come from that goes to New York City? It'll be coming in from New Jersey, coming from upstate New York, coming from Connecticut. And so the term fresh, if you go into a store in New York after this label goes away and you see somebody saying fresh local milk, from local farms, you know that that's a crock, right? That'll be a load, and that's the way these, these people still are trying, some of these producers are trying to convince people how foolish it is to believe all of that. What a sad story about the Elmhurst area. 59 past the hour. It's not a team without T-shirts. Custom T-shirts from Custom Inc. are the easy way to connect any group. Our online design lab makes it simple to create a shirt design that your group will love. Or you can easily upload your own logo. Whether you need one shirt or thousands, Custom Inc. can print any size order. And we know you can't wait for your new T-shirts. That's why we offer free shipping, and on-time delivery is guaranteed. Get a free price quote today at custominc.com. Who's there? Falling off. Falling off who? Falling off pain patch. What? Don't be fooled by the knock-knocks. Get the relief you deserve with Blue Emu's Lidocare Pain Relief Patches. Our narcotic-free, maximum-strength adhesion formula with dry technology won't have you worrying about a corny knock-knock joke anymore. Because pain is no joke. Find us at CVS, Walgreens, and Amazon. 